Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Break Room Boys. I'm Nate, and that's Lucas. How about it? Uh, how about it yourself? How's it going? Good, dude. Uh, I'm hanging in there, surviving uh, surviving this fucking summer that we're uh, slowly getting through. What about you, man? How's, how's uh, Back to Earth been since you got back from Mexico? Yeah, so last time we recorded, I was getting ready to go to Mexico, and um, yeah, it was a really good trip, great time. Uh, drank and ate my weight and, and food and margaritas and ranch waters. Uh, Naturally. And we were getting to the end of the trip, and I think it was our last full day there. I was talking to Mary, and I was like, you know, how do you feel now that this is kind of wrapping up? Like, do you wish that we would have done it a little bit longer? Or are you cool with us going home tomorrow? And she was like... I'm going to be honest, like I'm, I'm kind of ready to get back. And I was like, okay, yeah. I'm glad I'm not the only one thinking that because I, you know, I, I love going on vacation. That was a sick place to go on vacation, but every, it doesn't matter where I go. I could go to heaven and I'd be like, but I want to get back to my, my bed. Yeah. Eventually it, it doesn't matter where or how long you're gone. Like you, uh, you reach that point, usually a day or two before it's time to leave. And you're like, yeah, I would, I'd like to go back to my mundane life now and just like well, sleep for me, in my own bed. As funny as it sounds and as like try hard as it sounds, I was like, I need to be productive. Like I need to do something other than just wake up, eat an omelet and start drinking. You do feel weird <laughs> after, uh, you know, being in a new place will kind of suppress that feeling for a while. But then, you know, on day like four or five or whatever, you're like, I've, I've just been fucking around this entire time. Like something, something in the back of your mind's like, Hey, this, this can't go on forever. Uh, and, you know, I guess one day, um, once I've made a lot more money, once uh, once we have kids we're trying to escape, I, I won't get to that place at the end of vacations. Mm-hmm. I'll be like, can we just make this last yeah, forever? Yeah, that can just be life. Yeah. But, like, that's not the case right now. There's more money to be made. There's no kids in the equation. Mm-hmm. It's just the dog. And I just wanted to get back and see the dog and sleep in my bed. Yeah, I mean, you need that balance, I guess. That's what you got to you got to do all your regular shit uh, from day to day to get to enjoy shit like going to Mexico. Absolutely. So, yeah. So, yeah um, no, it was a great trip. Got to play Mayakoba, which was awesome. Uh, a lot of land on the beach. Um, so much great people watching. Because, mostly, uh, mostly Americans, where you guys were, I imagine? Yeah, it was definitely like a, a majority Americans. Met mm-hmm. a lot of Texans out there. There was a mm-hmm. lot of people from Ohio, too. Oh, yeah, some um, Midwesterners. We had some people from the Northeast, like the Maryland area, some Pittsburghers. Um, definitely heard some accents from people that were from across the pond. Oh, yeah. Um, apparently, Mexico is like a huge travel destination for the Irish. I didn't know that. I believe it. I mean, they, I don't know if you're familiar with the climate there, but it's like gray. It's <laughs> yeah. like 50 all the I'd time. I'd want to get the hell out of there any opportunity I got. I'm sure they are in a fantastic mood the second they touch down. I figured, yeah, you'd come across some uh, some sunburnt Midwesterners. Yeah, at some oh, point. Dude, no matter where so you. So much sunburn out oh, there. Oh, you tried the shrimp, shrimp Alfredo? <laughs> tell him, Carol. Tell him how good it is. Did you try the the caviche? When I, oh, <laughs> when I was let in me Can- tell ya. When I was in Cancun, it was just a bunch of fat pinks, just like soaking <laughs> it up at the at the beach bar. Uh, I mean, that's what vacation is, though. That's that's uh, that's what you're there for. But yeah, the people watching was spectacular. Oh yeah. Um, there are a couple different occasions that I can think of that, that automatically come to mind. Um, both of them involving titties. Um, mm-hmm. So the first one, we were, 
we we went to a, a an evening show. They they had one every single night. It was oh, always yeah. something different. I love that. Um, they had the fire show, mm-hmm. and they were really amping that shit up. Like it is going to be a life changing experience. So like the guy the guy comes up there and he's like. This is the first call for the fire show. And we're all sitting out there with our margaritas. And we're yeah. Like, oh, here we go. And then uh, second call. This is the second call for the fire show. You don't want to miss this. And right before last call, so people were kind of filing so the in. the crowd's the, electric now. Oh, just, just in an uproar. Not really. Um, so at this point, right before the last, the last call for the fire show, uh, this, you know, everyone's kind of filing in, and there's this couple that's walking in, uh, and something caught my eye quite immediately, as it did Mary's eye, as it did the elderly couple next to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, first comes the husband, I assume. Uh, right behind him is his wife, and she's got this top on that's like. It, it's basically an X yep. across her chest yep, no of fabric. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the flaps has just completely come. It's like by her, her collarbone. Yeah. And her full tit is hanging out. Just It's a reverse like holster. It's like a reverse uh, detective holster. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those. Yeah, that seems like the room for air is just tiny. And imagine there was like some steps involved getting to the seating here. Not really. That's no, the funny part. All flat ground. Yeah, but the, we have no idea how far she made it with her full tit oh, hanging out. Just pierced, miles with that thing just pierced tit, not not a nipple slip. Her entire boob was out. Hell yeah! And uh, we watch we watch her go by, and we're just like, oh my god, who's gonna tell her? And someone did come up to her, and they were like, hey, like check your shit out. How, and how old are we talking? She was probably anywhere from thirty to thirty-five. How old was the tit? Uh, <laughs> I'd imagine the same age. About the same age, um, holding up pretty good. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So she looked mortified as she like fixed herself. But it's a good the, pre- precursor to the fire show. Though. <laughs> yeah. So the, the elderly couple sitting next to us, they're they're laughing about it, and uh, the guy goes, "Well, I don't know why the hell we're still sitting here. We already done seen the show." Yeah. <laughs> Barbara, whip yours out. You have to tuck <laughs> it in your waist, dude. That's a. Uh, I mean, yeah, you hope to see like at least one drunken titty on vacation. So yeah, we saw we saw more after that. That, that brings me to my second story. So it's our last day out on the beach. Um, all we've managed to lose uh, thus far has just been my wedding ring. For the second time, I lost okay. my wedding very ring. Very good. Yeah. Um, so I yeah. found my neighbors in our yard the other day. When oh, I was there watering you go. The grass. Well, yeah. that's that's nice. I'm sure she was very thankful. Yeah. It had been like a month. Uh, it, maybe like Memorial Day. How did she lose her wedding ring in your yard? It prob- they were doing yard work, or she set it on one of their vehicles, like uh, the truck bed or something, and it was right on the edge of our yard, like right next to their driveway. I thought it was like a piece of trash. At and, least uh, the lawnmower didn't find it. Yeah, I went to pick it up, and uh, I was like, oh, that's not trash. It's a very nice wedding ring. But, uh, yeah, they were very excited about that. So you did it again, huh? In I, one year of being married? You've- in one year, I've lost two rings. So at this rate, um, I'm going to go through roughly... About 100 rings if you live yeah, to 80 At, at minimum. Yeah. Um, so we, we need to slow down the pace on this one. Or I need to get one so tight I just can't fucking take it off. But um, So we had only lost that. The last day, we're out in the surf, and the waves were like a lot bigger than they had been the previous days. And so, you know, 
me being me, like just a badass. I was yeah. shredding some gnar, just, just body surfing. Fuck yeah. And um, Mary was out there too, and she she's standing there with her back turned to me, and all of a sudden a wave just comes and like plows over her back. Mm-hmm. Didn't knock her over, but it knocked her sunglasses off. Oh, and no. so I I see them, I see them floating there because like we scan the water real quick to see if we could find them. I see them floating. As soon as I go to grab them, another wave comes and it's they're gone. Um, so we go back to our chairs after I search for another probably 20 minutes, just mm-hmm. up and down the coastline. <laughs> They're like $10 sunglasses. I just wanted, I just didn't want her to lose her only sunglasses while we still had half a day left. Yeah. But, uh, we noticed this other couple go out into the water and the reason we noticed them was the woman had on the exact same swimsuit as Mary, uh, exact same. And we're, we had, we had noticed them, and then for some reason we ended up, we were both watching them at the same time, even though minutes had passed. It's not like this was a continuous thing. But we noticed that she just gets fucking plowed over by a wave, and she pops up without her sunglasses. Two girls, same swimsuit, both lost their sunglasses. Both dudes definitely had to stage a search event. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, they searched for a long time. But the funniest part about that is during their search, so she pops back up. And she's just got her swimsuit is up here, her titties hanging out. Oh hell yeah! And so she, we, she went underneath. She went. Yeah. She went and, and so we're we're sitting there, and I was like, Mary, we've got a wardrobe malfunction. She's like, What? No, we don't. And then she turned around. She was like, Oh my god! Slipped out the south exit. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, so they're continuing to look around, and and we're both sitting here like. Okay, we can see that from here. And she keeps turning to face her husband. How has he not noticed and told her to put that away? They were on a mission, man. Literally five more minutes go by as they're just like traipsing through the water looking for these sunglasses. Before we finally see <laughs> we see him signal to her, he does a little hand rub on the titty and she goes, Whoa! <laughs> like whips it back down. But dude, she spent Mary was about to get up out of her lounge chair and go into the water and tell her. That was that rogue wave just disrobed her when it fucking Yeah, it took her, her sunglasses and it took her top half off. So um, Well dude, at least uh at least Mary's sunglasses weren't expensive. I feel like every beach trip we went on as a kid, one of my family members lost a fucking pair of like Maui gems or coasts. Yeah, so like, yeah, you idiot, stop getting in the ocean with those. Mary ended up talking to the lady cuz she was like, "Oh, I you know, I lost my sunglasses too." And uh they were like, "Yeah, hers are prescription." Um they're like really really expensive. Um so that sucks. I, that that does suck. Hopefully they did wash up in the seaweed somewhere and they found them, but I highly doubt it. Um the last thing I wanted to talk about with the vacation before we went i bought a couple swimsuits um one of them was pink and it had like uh had pineapples on it and mary goes i don't know if you should take that because i've been looking at the facebook for this place and people warn against friendly community yeah they warn against wearing pineapples because at minimum you might get some comments and i was like i don't care like we don't participate in that. If someone wants to give me shit for it, that's fine. That is like, a compliment. I'll, so, I'll, yeah, I'll joke around. This couple like, wanted to fuck us. <laughs> so never got any comments about the pineapple swimsuit. However, um, our second full night there, we're out and, um, you know, we had done dinner. We had done a few drinks. We're watching the band play. Um, the band was actually very good. 
Um, f- funny story though, just just a side note. They were playing all like popular music and stuff, and then at the end of this particular night, they just belt out a Rage Against the Machine song. Mm-hmm. And they're just like fucking cussing up a storm and like just like wailing on their instruments. We're like, what is going on Fuck here? Fuck that! I'll never do what you tell me. It was literally that song. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so that night um, we had gone over to a different bar to go get a drink because the main bar was just backed up. And when we were over there, this couple ends up being in line with us, and um, the guy starts talking to me. The woman starts talking to Mary, and. They and like the girls ended up going to sit down, and we were just in line getting their drinks. And they're over there having a conversation. I'm not privy to any of it. I'm talking to the guy about I don't even remember what, but you know, it was a pleasant conversation. And we take the drinks back over to him, and we're just sitting there. And you know, I noticed a girl like looking at me a certain way. I was like, that's kind of weird. And uh, you know, the dude's still talking to me. And then they just attached themselves to us at the hip. Mm-hmm. And so for the rest of the night. You know, we went back over to the other bar, got you, more you're shots. You wearing pineapple? I was not. Oh. Uh, I was wearing nice clothes, actually. Uh, so we, we go back over to the main area. We're listening to the band. And you this... Just, you just look like a dude who wanted to fuck another man's I, wife. I, maybe it was the mustache. I don't know. Yeah. But Could have been a number at, of things. At one point, the girl starts lap dancing on Mary. In which case, I look over. She's laughing. But I know that she feels awkward as hell because I know my wife. And I'm watching it like, oh, God. Like, that's kind of hilarious. The dude starts backing that thing up on you. Dude, she – so she's sitting to the right of me getting lap danced on. This woman plants her left foot in the ground and does this, like, pivot and mounts my right leg and starts grinding on my leg, pressing her titties against my face. And I was like, what – in the fuck ladies are professional is going on and the guy is just watching like enjoying the whole thing and it was at that point me and mary said oh we found them we're getting the fuck out of here because I, I don't know about you i don't understand the whole swinging thing like at all i don't get it i get it i don't i, I get it but uh it's it's i think it is odd to uh you know i don't know if these people this couple are, you know, just like seeking that all the time or just like if it presents itself. Clearly this lady, I mean, you saw like world-class footwork of a lady who's done this maneuver many times. Yeah. Of like sneaking it in with the little girl on girl, just like playing around, just like goofing. Just yeah. Just drunk girl stuff. And the next thing you know, she's fucking grinding that shit on you and it's like now we're having a party. And so do the, I wonder, you know, do these people go on vacation like – Seeking specifically that out. in hopes that this happens or is it just a situation i think if that's I, if that's something that you do you're probably pretty out there with it especially when you're at a resort how, how full old? of i mean they were probably mid to late 30s maybe early 40s see i i, I imagine maybe not maybe they're just two you know wild childs but they uh, i imagine like they've been together a while and so this is like... I think they had been together like eight years, yeah, something like see, that. Those, Second I'm, marriage for both of them. Okay. So that, yeah, that makes a lot more sense. Like you, I imagine their first one was probably like a high school sweetheart, like boring or whatever. Now this is like the adventurous time for them. You two being a year into your marriage, like if you start swinging already, imagine what you're going to be doing in like 30 years. I, imagine what's going on. You start fucking other people together now and that it's... You guys are like going to get in some wild I just want to know who who first like I, I would like to be a fly on the wall 
for the first people, and this has probably been eons, the first couple that ever were like, I think we want to do this. Because I can imagine, I can imagine it went something like this. Like the husband goes like, hey, you know, you'd mentioned that you wanted to spice things up a little bit. You know, sex life has gotten a little mundane, not really, not really going the way that, it's not as fresh as it used to be. Well, I've got an idea for you. What if I fuck another woman? But, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. In front of you. Hold, hold on, hold on, don't get mad, don't get mad. You get fucked by her husband, though, too. Yeah. So we just, we fuck other people in front of each other. How does that sound? I, th- I think in most cases, it's the, the lady. I think, I don't know if it's as common that a couple fucks another couple, or just like a plus one gets added to a little, it's a little FFM. A little See, two from, on one from my situation. understanding... Uh, Couples that swing, it, you're, you're doing a you're doing a little wife swap. Gotcha. See, I imagine most couples who fuck other people, it's like the lady has bisexual tendencies, and so the conversation's like, "Hey, you know, I know you've like always been curious about like messing around with a girl, you know." I would be open to that, and, you know, maybe you could do that. But then what's the other dude doing there? Well, there's not another dude is what I'm saying. Okay, well, that's not swinging then. That's just a threesome. Yeah, agree. And so, (laughs) like, I think that's where the old, like, just adding somebody extra in gets involved, and then, like, but I think it's a whole separate thing where they're, like, the the, the true cucks, like, in, like, actual cuck and like, dudes who like watching their wife getting that was the other thing that me and Mary discussed after the fact. We were like, what if they weren't swingers? What if he's just a cuck? Yeah, he's, yeah, he's like, you two just fucked the shit out of my lady. I'm just gonna (laughs) hang out, and, like, you know, I'll, I'll make hors d'oeuvres, and, you know, like, dad, you're I'll order room service. Yeah, I'll give you a cold towel when you need it, but, uh, like, I'm not going to be involved physically. I'm just going to hang out like you two just just really go at her. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, that, but I was I, not planning on finding out. Yeah, I uh it's it's a fascinating move. I mean, and again I wondered, you know, how uh how early like in this particular relationship that got brought to the, you know, And you know attention. what? Maybe we read the situation completely wrong. Maybe we did. Totally. But I'm telling you what, like when you hear beforehand that there might be some of that going on and then you run into a situation like that, what is going to cross your mind? You're like, Oh, there it is. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, now that you definitely imagine they had some sort of like game plan going on where they're like, what about, what about that, that couple over there? What do you think? And the lady's like, yeah, I could get plowed by that guy. And the guy's like, yeah, I could watch that for sure. Because yeah, dude, she was for sure giving me eyeballs there and she had also told mary mary said like countless times she was like you're so pretty you're so pretty and it's just like this is this is uncomfortable like, I'll, I'll fuck my own wife I, I don't i don't need to i don't need to add anybody to the equation uh, i'll bet if they looked long enough they they found somebody else they uh, probably did on board with it although they were only there for another couple of days but we don't know how long they were there prior so they could have already found their match and they're on to the next one. Oh I yeah I don't know. But uh, other than that, other than those three funny experiences, it was pretty much just relaxing. So, um, yeah, we can keep it moving. Um, have, you, have you seen either uh, Barbie or Oppenheimer yet? I, I've seen both. You've seen both? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What were your thoughts on Barbie? 
So we saw them both uh, last Saturday. Did the old double feature? We did, yeah. Uh, and um, man, that's a full day. It tr- it was. Yeah, it was. It was quite a day. We did Oppenheimer first, Barbie second, which I think we decided immediately upon the end of Barbie we should have seen them. Yeah, in, in reverse, reverse order. order. Barbie's shorter. It's obviously a lot more like lighthearted. Oppenheimer. It's still not a short movie, though. No, it was two hours or two plus hours. It was, it was, like, I think it was just shy of two hours. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oppenheimer's like north of three hours. Like, yeah. It is a long film. Um, so we saw that one in like the middle of the day. And uh, admittedly, I'm going to have to rewatch them both because I was zonked. Uh, took like a, a lot of edibles and, and over medicated, I think, before both of them. So. Um, to answer your question, Barbie was good. They were both very good. Um, yeah, I was going to get to Oppenheimer after that because I have not seen Oppenheimer yet. I have seen Barbie. Oh, yeah, okay, gotcha. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I, th- I thought it was good. Again, I would need to rewatch it, um, perhaps, like, you know, a, a bit less high. But I you uh, described every movie viewing experience I had throughout the entirety of college. Yeah, that's yeah, that's fair. I definitely a lot of that, too. I haven't been that high in a theater in a while. That was... I mean, it made the experience very good. I just there's definitely pieces of both movies that I don't remember very well. Um, but yeah, I, I thought Barbie was fine. Like, I, I definitely thought it was a good movie. I, 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 I do need to I always need to rewatch like at least once before I can give it a proper rating. But like, I am definitely willing to rewatch it. Like, I yeah, thought, I thought it was good. Yeah, it was kind of it was getting polarizing reviews, and a lot of it, a lot of the bad reviews I saw was from people that I don't know what they were expecting. Um, and, and maybe they were a little underwhelmed. Um, but then there was also the group of guys that were like upset about the themes of the movie, in which case, who's upset about that? People, people that obviously are just completely good with and love the way things currently are with this, you know, quote unquote patriarchy that we've got going on. Okay. Like it's a movie about a child, a girl's toy. Right. Yeah. But there's, there's obviously like themes in there and sure. but, but again it's like if you look at things like objectively you do know that there's a lot of that going on in the world like most of most of the leaders of top companies are are men yeah, like most sure. world leaders are men like it just that is how it is and so what they were trying to to, to kind of put through through this movie was you're a girl you can go do those things too and like women should have equal opportunity yeah yeah totally what well, is wrong well, like what is even controversial yeah, about yeah that? what i was saying is it was a movie about a toy for girls like i don't know what they thought the message was going to be i um i don't know but it i mean yeah i, mean, I thought the per- the portrayal of males in that movie was so fucking it, it was it was so hilarious to me because I mean, obviously it's like a ton of stereotypes, oh, but yeah. they were all like fucking spot on and like really funny and well presented. Yeah, it was good. And, uh, I thought like the movie was also like arguably as much about Ken, you know, yeah. like as, as it was about Barbie. So it's uh, like any, any criticism of that, it's just kind of odd. Like I, I, I thought, yeah, there was nothing like problematic or nothing crazy. Remo- yeah, the there was movie. nothing like, was, remotely problematic. It was, seems like pretty common sense stuff. Yeah, um, I also went into that one. Um, so I, I had listened to um, a podcast, or it was actually a piece of stand-up from Che Durena talking about how he likes to uh, take an edible before going to the movies, and you can't do it too early and you can't do it too late. You want to do it about an hour before the yep. movie starts, and I. 
And I listened to that and I got inspired. And I was like, you know, that's a great idea. I haven't been to a movie high in years, mm-hmm. years and years. So I went to the local vape shop and I got a pack of uh, Delta 8 gummies. And I was really looking for some 10 milligram because my tolerance, I just, I don't, I don't smoke hardly ever at all anymore. So um, I'm looking for 10 milligrams. All, all they've got, the only options are 50 milligrams a piece. Are what? Like, they're 50 milligrams. Oh, well, Delta 8 is much, you can consume much more. Right. And yeah. that's what I figured. So yeah. I was like, I'm just going to eat this whole gummy. It'll probably be very similar to taking a 10 milligram regular weed edible. Yeah. Um, probably about 15 minutes into the movie, I start feeling it. By midway through the movie, I was so fucking high that like it was it was like one of those things where you're you're watching you're paying attention to what's going on it's not like ruining it but you're also like you're like noticing the the ways that you're sitting the way that you're moving uh setting stuff down and picking it up like all that kind of stuff you're just like in your head way too conscious way too high yeah dude I, i was the exact same way through the first like hour of oppenheimer until i finally i was like Half the people in this theater are probably also very high, and uh, like, let's just like settle in and try to actually digest what's on the screen. But uh, yeah, dude, I ate like 300 milligrams of Delta A. Holy shit! And I was dude, high 50, through both movies. Bro, 50 put me on Mars. Yeah, like that's how low my tolerance is. And we were walking out of that theater, and I was just trying to act normal. <laughs> And like the world is just passing me by way different than I'm used to. And I'm like, you can't even look yourself in the mirror in the bathroom. I didn't even go in the bathroom. I was like, we got to get out of here. So we we go out there and God forbid I had to hold the door for a couple and they thank me. And I'm like, no, yeah, eyes just dilated as shit. Um, so yeah, that it was, it was almost, it was almost too much. But, like, I really enjoyed the movie, so I guess I can't complain too much. I'm going to be cutting them bitches in half from now on. Oh, dude, when uh, <laughs> oh, Oppenheimer, when, like, when the bomb detonates, which, spoiler alert, if you don't know, we bombed Japan. Um, it, it the, I mean, the cinematography is crazy. The soundtrack is crazy. Um, I, I, I guess this is not a spoiler. At certain times in the movie, uh, it'll, it goes, they use sound really well. So in a certain moments of the movie you think should be loud, they go silent. Mm-hmm. It does like a like a reverse space thing, but with sound. And uh, that I mean that trips just me threw the fr- you oh, off it goes so, hard. so silent, and you're seeing the explosion, which is just this, you know, like fifty mile high fireball. That and it's I mean I was zonked. Like the scene probably lasted twenty seconds. It felt like twenty five minutes. Like it was <laughs> it was so awesome. But yeah, same thing. I was like borderline uncomfortably high and um but but yeah both movies i would rewatch. uh oppenheimer i, I thought was a little better just because it was I, I i mean like i tend to gravitate toward uh well right barbie's barbie's not re- like we're not the target demographic there sure it, it was a good movie for what it was like yes, I, absolutely. I, abs- I enjoyed the hell out of it yeah. but like oppenheimer is definitely more our speed. Yes, and I don't know. I mean, is it a biopic? Males, you, know? you consider? Yeah, we are totally <laughs> alphas, and so is it biopic or biopic? Yes, I think it's biopic. But um, it's. I mean, yeah, it's like a real subject. You know, real people involved who actually existed, and uh, you know, it's also just. I mean, it's a heavier film. You know what I mean? It's, right. So, I mean, we definitely should have made that the nightcap. I've seen that. You know, at six or seven p.m. Whatever we did, Barbie, but. Uh, 
yeah, it was all it was a long day at the damn Alamo Draft House, but uh, it was pretty fun all in all. And uh, I will definitely once they become available for streaming, I'll, I'll re- we considered seeing Oppenheimer again in theaters. Uh, I, I, yeah, that's we're we're definitely going to go see. It. I would certainly recommend it. I mean, it's I don't know. Again, I, upon rewatch, I'll have like a proper ranking. It was one of my favorite Christopher Nolan movies. Uh, and he's put out some heat, dude. Yeah, one of the best movies I've seen in theaters in a, in a while. So, um, yeah, for anybody who hasn't seen it yet, go check it out. Pretty sick. Don't get too high if you want to, like, remember everything. But if you want to get <laughs> pretty... without saying. If you want to get pretty high, though, it's a, it's a sick film to, to see while you're uh, up in space. All right, so... Uh, Let's get into uh, let's get into some sports here. I wanted to do um, sort of like what we did last time, where the uh, our top five least favorite sports teams, not including Auburn, kind of just dominated our entire episode. Yeah, we got that hate spewing, dude. It took over yeah, we us. did. It 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 took over us, and it felt so good. It did. Um, it was uh, cathartic. But yeah, I wanted to do something similar, but only do our top three, so that we can actually get to some other stuff mm-hmm. as well. Um, wanted to do our top three favorite athletes from teams we aren't fans of. I feel like that's, you know, I feel like that's pretty good. Because my original idea was to do our top three or top five favorite teams that we're not fans of. Yeah. And, like, what are you really going to say? Sorry. Like, oh, they're cool. Yeah, like, I like their jerseys, uh, and they have one cool player. Uh, yeah, and that's about it. I mean, I don't even know if I could come up with five other teams. I, I would really – he yeah, that was like that, that was one thing that I kind of ran into when I was trying to do that exercise. I came up with like the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. I, I really like watching the Chiefs, and I have no reason to hate them. And I've got friends that are big fans of them, so that 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 came to mind like immediately, and then pretty much nothing else. Yeah, I feel like you really start stretching. Oh wait, Kansas there. State basketball from last year also came up. Okay, they, they were so sick to watch throughout the tournament. Yeah, Marquise Snowell. Yeah, uh, they. Uh, I feel like you'd you'd start like getting to the end of that list, and once you start talking out loud, you're like, I, you know what, I really don't like them that much, and this was this was a bit of a stretch. And this was also just completely unlistenable. Yeah. Uh, so what do you? This was your idea. You you lead this thing off. Who's your Who's your number one guy? My number one and most obvious pick is going to be Shohei Otani. Yeah, I love watching that guy play baseball. It, it is actually such a fucking honor that we are alive while this is happening, and we're of the age where we can actually appreciate it because we've seen a lot of really high caliber athletes in multiple sports in our lifetimes. But, like, we were young enough that we didn't truly appreciate it. Like, we, we got to see the tail end of Michael Jordan's career. Yep. Um, we got to see Barry Bonds. Mm-hmm. Um, got to see the Mark McGuire versus Sammy Sosa home run competition that they had in the 98 season. Mm-hmm. It was 98, right? Yeah. Um, so we've seen some really cool shit. Um, but what we're watching right now with Shohei Otani is, like – potentially the coolest shit that's ever happened to baseball. The guy is an elite hitter and an elite pitcher. And, you know, I don't even need to qualify this and say like, oh, if you don't watch baseball, you understand. Like, it's so far-fetched. It's something that no one ever thought would happen. Like, You look at the last guys who have accomplished some of these uh, uh, two-way accomplishments that that he's done you know in his career meaning like both on the mound and at the plate 
I mean, you know, the most famous one is Babe Ruth. You know, he was obviously started his career as a pitcher. He's most well-known as a hitter, but was very good at both. You start digging through the names of dudes who have done this, you know, been at the top of the league in pitching and hitting stats. The names are like Oil Can McRae and like, <laughs> like, like Peanut McGillicuddy. There's, it was back when, I mean, there was only like f- fucking 21 states in the <laughs> union. Like, to do this in the modern era – uh, is actually crazy. And I know there's like always like one or two stories a year in sports where it's like, well, what this guy is doing is is crazy. Like what he's doing is actually night fucking in nuts. and night out. It's nuts. And it's like, I mean, it's it's like high school shit. Like throwing a no, uh, a shutout and hitting two home runs. It's like yeah, what a, I mean, a dominant high school that, player. That is the perfect yeah. kind of in, in, encompassment of, of how insane this is. That he did that. And, uh, uh, he had a doubleheader. He goes out in the July heat and throws a one-hit shutout, mm-hmm. full nine innings. I think he had eight Ks, something like that, one hit. He was one hit away from a, a, a no-hitter. Mm-hmm. Then to turn right around and, and play as a hitter and hit two home runs, like, that, that is – it's got to be the best day that – any professional baseball players had right i mean I, I i mean it's it's up there as far as just the rare i mean there have been there have been guys that have hit like they've had four home run games yeah, and yeah. like six for six and yeah and you know we've had perfect games and all that there's and like, been pitchers who've hit like two home runs in a game like and I'm, right and i i think people he's the first one to hit two home runs in a game in which he threw a shutout so i mean it's like well the, he didn't do it in the same game it was it, the two, right, same day right double, same day double yeah. header so uh, I mean, there's been some, but with him, it could happen again. Is the thing like it, this it could is happen, not? Yeah, you know, back when pitchers used to bat in the NL, you'd have a rare a guy who could Adam Wainwright or like a guy who could swing it okay, and he'd like Madison Bumgarner. Yeah, they'd home run, they'd hit a home run in a in a game in which they got the win as a pitcher, but um, you know, that's a fluke. Like they, they they only batted once every four days, and they weren't they batted ninth. They weren't leading the league in home runs. You know what he's He's gonna keep doing things like so long as he stays healthy and can keep pitching. He's what like twenty five? No, he's I, eight. Twenty eight. Twenty nine. I think he's twenty eight. I I thought he was younger, but no, he's re- he came. He's been over for a, I think five years, but he um. But regardless, he's he's like six foot five. He runs like twenty miles per hour. He throws. 100 mile per hour fastballs and he hits nukes he's got the the longest home run hit this year yeah. too 492 feet he's, i want to say he's 29 okay but uh i mean still a baseball player's prime is later than the most sports um and he seems to have no real health issues right now so i mean he's we'll see you know what comes of him uh with you know tra- being traded or signing with the team uh but he's because, you know, the crazy thing is, like, he is so consistent. He's so good at both. Because um, there's been position players, you know, that could that could throw hard. That could probably – you'd put them on the mound at the major league level. But major league hitters are so good, you can't just throw hard. You know right. what I mean? There's There's been hitters who could throw 100, who, who have an arm like that. But to be, like, a polished pitcher. Because, you know, when he came up, like, people thought – people didn't think he was a good enough hitter um, to – to be an everyday hitter in the major leagues. And he clearly has proven that wrong. And now it's like, 
not only does he belong in the middle of a lineup, he's that consistent. Uh, he belongs at the top of a rotation too because he's not just velocity. He, he he he's a very very good pitcher. Depending on your roster, actually, there's not a roster in Major League Baseball where he's not going to be your best hitter. Yeah. There might be some yeah. rosters where he's not your best pitcher, but he will definitely be number two. Yeah, I, that's insane. That's yeah. actually insane. So that was that was an easy, easy first pick for me. He's by far my favorite athlete in sports right now that yeah. isn't on a team that I love. Yeah, for sure. And a guy uh, I considered, I, he won't be a pick of mine, but was his teammate, Mike Trout, who's, you know, also we didn't talk about the Angels. I'm, I'm sure it's been mentioned on the pod. But uh, just, you know, they despite having – Mike Trout, who will be a first ballot Hall of Famer, Shohei Otani, who's just a uh, like truly a unicorn. They are they remain one of the worst teams in baseball. So one of those guys, if not both of them, will probably be gone at some point. Um, but Mike Trout has quietly had just one of the best you know twelve year starts to a career of anyone ever. Three time AL before MVP. Shohei Otani came to his team. Yeah. People were saying Mike Trout might be the best baseball player of all time. He he, I don't know where what his numbers you know will be at the end, but uh, he's as far as like speed, power, fielding. Uh, I mean, he's like yeah, he's one of the best players we we've ever seen. But um, didn't want to pick one of his teammates and, and stay on baseball. But um, first guy that came to mind uh, for me, and you teased it a little earlier, uh, unrelated um, topic, but it's Patrick Mahomes, Kansas City Chiefs quarterback, and. He uh, he almost made my list. They, I mean, you talked about how fun they are to watch, uh, and that's what you mean is Patrick Mahomes is fucking fun to watch uh, because no man, I love their defense. You dude. love their, I mean that, and that is one their crazy middling defense. Yeah, that's the crazy thing about him is a lot of even great quarterbacks like a lot of years. Uh, Mike Sando was on Brasillo talking about how like even Peyton Manning Super Bowl year with the Colts, he sucked in the playoffs. They had they happened to have. A defense like Bob Sanders came back and they played lights out. Like it, even the great guys, you know, need like a well-rounded team to win a Super Bowl, especially multiple times. Unless you're Patrick Mahomes, who th- had the worst special teams unit in the league last year, ranked 32, and then their defense overall was you know like 18 or 20. Like he's doing it all basically himself, uh, and he's like. I like, you know, I like his story. I like that he was mo- mostly a baseball prospect. You know, his dad was a major league pitcher. Uh, was really good at football at the high school level, but didn't think he'd ever start Division One. and then kind of fell in love with football. Uh, played on some, you know, pretty middle of the road. We'll, we'll be nice and call them Texas Tech teams. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you saw flashes of it. He is one of those guys, like, I wouldn't say I would have pounded the table either way, but he's one of those guys you see – and it's easy to say in retrospect, but you're like, that guy, like, every time he caught my eye, like, at, at Tech was just like, that guy's actually fucking sick. I don't know how good he's going to be in the league. Like, you know, I'm not making any We've seen so many Texas Tech guys that look incredible. Which Big 12 as a whole. Yeah. I mean, you throw Big 12 and a few, you know, like Mike Leach's Washington State teams and stuff. Guys that throw it a million times, like, they're going to have some cool highlights and numbers. But something about him was just sick. And, uh... He goes into a good situation with Andy Reid and Alex Smith. He doesn't have to start right away. And since becoming their starter, I mean, he's basically been the best player in football since he got the starting job, uh, what, four or five years ago. So um, he's disgusting. He's like my age. He's 28, I think. He's got two Super Bowls now. He's been to three. And 
like Lord knows what he's going to end up with. Right. I mean, the Brady resume like will be hard to match just because it's so hard to win and not only get there but win all those times. But I mean, we're watching who's probably got as good of a shot as anybody to be the best player, not just quarterback in NFL history. And he's he's like he's pretty hard to dislike. You can say what you want about his wife and his brother and stuff, but like he himself is a tough guy to dislike. Right. He plays hurt. He play, uh, he's just a fucking badass. He's not a diva. No, yeah. Uh, he's, you know, he's not as cocky as he could be. Oh, God. Good yeah. God. I mean, just seeing the shit that he does every single week, he could be a cocky, arrogant asshole, and no one would fault him for it. But yeah. he just seems like a pretty chill dude. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, he, he didn't make the cut for me just because I put another quarterback in there. Um, so I'll, I'll, I guess I'll let that lead into my next pick. Funny enough, it's actually Joe Burrow. That's going to be my second pick. Um, and that's that's pretty crazy because he played for two college football programs that I really despise, yeah. Ohio State and LSU. And I especially despise LSU. And he he beat us on, on the road to his national championship that he won there. Um, but even when he was at LSU, I could not help but, like, really enjoy watching him play, which there have been a few guys – throughout my life of watching sports where I can kind of set aside team uh, team affiliation completely and just say, like, I like that guy. I don't care. Mm -hmm. Like, Kevin Durant was like that when he was at Texas, and I grew up hating Texas. But I was like, I like watching Kevin Durant play basketball. I mean, yeah, how could you not? Right. Um, And he's he's very much in that boat. Um, And I think that he – He's got maybe the most swagger of anybody in pro sports. He's like, he's kind of a, a goofy looking white oh, guy, yeah, but sure. he like yeah. rocks these like ridiculous outfits and they somehow don't look ridiculous when he wears them. I, a lot I of the will time. say, I think it's 100% because he's good. It's just oh, like, for sure. It's like if Pete, he wasn't good, yeah. he'd look absolutely like a clown. It's like, yeah, if Pete Davidson worked at 7 Eleven, dude, girls would spit on him. But he's, <laughs> he's, a, he's a very funny, accomplished comedian, so he's hot. It, it's, I think it's directly correlated to talent level. Apparently, he's but it, slinging some meat, too. And he's hanging, yeah, but nobody yeah. would know that. But, um, yeah, Joe Burrow, I mean, he pulls it off. I will give him that, but I think it's just because he's so good at quarterback. The thing, I'm still amazed, like, I've, because I occasionally forget, just like, his journey, his trajectory changed so much. Like, he was buried in the depth chart at Ohio State. Goes to LSU and starts right away as a redshirt junior, his fourth year of college. And wasn't was good. okay. He, as he wasn't junior. good. He was all right his first year at LSU. They were very mediocre. And I would have never thought not only did they have a chance to beat us in Tuscaloosa and go undefeated, but that he would win the Heisman and be a and be a top draft pick like and, that, and potentially have a top three season for a quarterback in, in NCAA history, if not yeah, number yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, arguably. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, mean the, I mean, the yeah, the Cam Newton one was probably just because he there was no other NFL right. players on that team. That was probably the most crazy. But yeah, I mean, you but you look at single seasons. He's uh, he's right there at the top of. But it was so unexpected, and he just rocketed up draft boards and has been good in the NFL, made a Super Bowl unexpectedly. Uh, I mean, yeah, I just the guy's going to have a very long, uh, good career. But it's I would have never, ever thought that. That just shows, like, you know, people are uh, 
we've talked about it before, but how at the end of every draft, people are like, boy, if you looked at next year's draft class, yikes. Like, quarterbacks are weak. There's you all there's going to be know. a guy or two like that. Yeah. I'm not saying there's a Joe Burrow in every class, but, like, he won't be the last one like that either. So, right. I think that part of his story is cool, that he just he, – it seems like to me like he was – sure of himself the entire time and just like a, a confident dude but uh he got way better and you know it's paid off for him yeah and he's fucking sick now yeah. like he's yeah. just so fun to watch he's yeah. he's so good and it was it was it, it felt really weird for me watching him in lsu like i was rooting so hard against his team the entire time but i was like man i love watching this guy play though like just his pocket presence his ability to evade pass rushers and just chuck it downfield on the dot like every time yeah his instincts are phenomenal like he doesn't he's obviously not the fastest or ha- doesn't have the biggest arm like, probably anything you can measure he's not at the top but like he just plays the position as well as just about anyone right uh yeah that's a that's a good pick i understand that one completely um we're going to basketball for not my next pick and, again, I mean, this this wasn't supposed to be, like, deep cuts. I'm not pulling out any, like, fan favorite. We're going front runners here, guys who obviously right. pull an audience. Steph Curry. Stephen Curry literally changed basketball. Like, no, he, he did. He, he actually changed the way basketball is played. Um, and I, like anybody who's, you know, in the, in the public eye, like at the forefront of their sport, you know, of all sport, you know, for what going on eight, ten years now, like – you get a little tired of them, like, you you know, whatever. The more people – the more attention they get, the more they're on TV and, and being interviewed and stuff. Like, they expose themselves more with weaknesses or whatever. You say he's corny or, like, he's annoying or whatever the thing is. He's – as a player under 6'6", there's never been a more dominant player in the NBA. There's There has never been a more dominant point guard or guy under 6'6", to ever play basketball. I mean, like, his shot-making, his passing, like, the way his team was formed around him and what they did, um, just nuts. Like, he actually changed the way that college and NBA basketball is played. I think a lot of people can remember his tournament run that he had at Davidson. Yeah. And it was really fun to watch. It was kind of like, you know, what came to mind immediately for me was, oh, this guy's like Jimmer Fredette. And what did Jimmer Fredette do in the league? Not really much. And, I, you know, it's not that I was sitting there comparing him saying, like, that this is how his career is going to go. But I didn't have – I didn't think that it would be anything like this. I'm like, yeah, the guy's a good shooter. He's a good passer. Yeah. Um, he's solid. Like, I, I think he'll have a, a solid career. But nobody saw this coming. And he really did change the way that basketball is played. He, he made it known that you don't need to be the most athletic player on the court to be the best player on the court. Um, I mean, we can go on for a long time talking about how ridiculous Steph Curry is, and everyone already knows it. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's that's all, I, I can't argue with that pick either. I, I love watching him play, even though I'm always rooting against his teams. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, totally understandable. And I'm not even <laughs> – I don't attach myself to any, you know, Warriors success or fandom or anything, but I've – Always liked the guy, um, starting with his runs at Davidson and what making the Elite Eight and uh, they beat Gonzaga, I think, in his senior year. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, the guy, he played off ball mostly in college, and people were like, oh, he he can't handle, he can't defend, he's got bad ankles or whatever. Like, say whatever you want. Like, the guy has become more than just the greatest shooter of all time, you know, like one of the great players in NBA history. And, um, yeah, I mean, literally changed the way that offense is played uh, in, in the NBA. So, yep. Yeah. All right, for my last pick, I'm going to go with another front runner here because that's all we're picking, I guess, sure. um, and that's fine. Um, I got Connor McDavid. Um, as someone that has grown very, very fond of hockey, especially over the last few years, um, every time I get to watch him on TV, I, I try to, to make it a point to do that because Connor McDavid is so fucking sick at, like, everything that he does. Um he is an incredible skater. Uh, he his his shot making abilities like he's so pinpoint with who's who's every even shot. A, it was Lemieux of like a freak athlete too because Gretzky's obviously the he's got all the numbers but he was known as not being physically imposing you know he was not very right. fast or he was, right he wasn't fast he wasn't big he couldn't hit yeah um, he just was, he had a, a sixth sense basically right who's and, the I mean who's the last guy like McDavid who was just physically more talented than everyone else and just dominant because of it. I, you know, I. You could make a case for, uh, for Crosby. Crosby Matt, was yeah, early Crosby. He McDavid looks like he is using different skates than ever, everyone else. Like he looks like he will, he's in another gear. He will have four guys trying to defend him at one time, and he will go through one guy's skates with the puck. He'll then cut around another guy and somehow undress the goalie at the same time. Like his highlights, even if you don't like hockey. Just go look at some Connor McDavid highlights, and you're like, "Oh my god, like what the fuck was that?" Yeah, it's like watching. It, it's like his entire highlight tape is like that. I mean, it's like messy. Like you don't have to right. know anything about the sport to understand. Like what you're seeing is is not normal. It's, it's spectacular. Yeah, and this might be a hot take, but I I think he's better than Gretzky. I, I think that he's the best hockey player that has ever walked the earth. Yeah. I think his competition is a hell of a lot better than Gretzky's ever was. Like the the NHL right now, and yeah. this is why I would love for more people to to try and get onto it. The NHL right now is the best the NHL has ever ever been. The, it's, the, it, it's from what I understand, it seems like a lot like the NBA consensus is that the stars of. 30 years ago could still obviously be stars now, but the league as a whole, the average player is much better now, much more skilled now. Than right. They, than they're, they they're faster. They hit yeah. harder. Yeah. They're, they, they shoot the puck better. They pass better. Yeah. Um, they've all got dangles. Like they'll, they'll juke you out of your skates or deke you out of your skates. I should say um, the, the, the quality of opponents is so much higher now than it was back when Gretzky was playing. And I don't want to take anything away from Gretzky. Like, he absolutely – like, you've sent me stats. One of the one of my favorite things that you used to do, like, it, it would just happen, like, randomly, like, every four or five months. You would just, like, send a crazy stat that, that Wayne Gretzky has. And, I mean, they're absolutely absurd. Like, his some of his points numbers and, like – there was one that you sent me, and it was like, if you would have removed every goal that he scored one season. Um, no, no. Remove every goal he scored in his career, and he's still the points leader. Yeah, yeah. He, that, has, I, he yeah. has more assists than anyone else has goals and assists. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
and, so, and, uh, and listen, Connor McDavid could play for 20 more years and probably not match that. Yeah, yeah. It, so he, he's not going to touch Gretzky's numbers, more than likely. But, like, if you just compare them side by side at their abilities, it's – I mean, I, I, I really do think that Connor McDavid is the best player that's ever played. Yeah, he's seen – I mean, he – like, yeah, and I don't even watch a lot of hockey, but when, like, you watch them play and he's it, – it truly is like he's in another gear. Um, is this Bedard kid supposed to be – He's supposed to be really, like, really, really good. I know, but he's yeah. also he's a small guy, right? Like he's he not physically crazy either. No, he's not. But he's he's quick. He's got an insane shot, yeah, and he will deke you out of your skates. Yeah, for those who don't follow, uh, Connor Bedard is that his name? The mm-hmm. number one overall pick to the uh, the Blackhawks. He's supposed to be another generational talent. Drafted a couple months ago. Um, yeah, supposed to be the next great uh, player. And, yeah, and I don't. An American. I, I he's just, an American, right? Uh, no. I thought he was American. For some I don't reason. think so. No, I mean, it makes more sense that he's not, but for some reason I thought he was. Yeah, all the, all the greatest hockey players are Canadians. Yeah, that's true. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, he's sick. And if you haven't watched him, I, I highly recommend you go look up some highlights. I don't care if you like hockey or not. Go watch some Connor McDavid highlights and just be ready to pick your job off the floor. Yeah. I'll – um. It was a good pick. I'll, I'll close it out with one. Uh, we'll go back to basketball. I juggled this one around because there there's a lot of guys I like a lot. I mentioned Mike Trout. I've always been a huge fan of him. Uh, there's a few pitchers in the MLB I like a lot. But I think, like, I narrowed it down, and it's got to be Nikola Jokic. Like, the guy is just fucking awesome, dude. Yeah. He's – you know, we've talked ad nauseum about what makes him cool and what makes him different um, and why he's the best player on earth right now. But I don't think, like, we can truly do justice of, like, what – saying just his instincts or his feel for the game or his lack of athleticism he makes up for. Like, the way he plays is crazy. I think he he's going to have, I think, a similar effect that Curry did. Where See, I, that's where I'm going to have to disagree with you. Where I, Not that I think the game's going to flip again and be played inside out, but I think – Bigs who have not there, it's going to be common like to have his level of right. passing ability. But I think bigs who do naturally pass well, read defense as well, like you'll see more of playing through them uh, because of what he's been able to do and like the mismatches that they've been I, able to create. So I don't think that he's going to be able to change the game like Curry did. Just yeah. just for the the simple fact that like he. You can't replicate him. There's more guys that he's can not, shoot than he, Biggs that can do what he does. He's not athletic. Um, he's just kind of a big body. But he, his passing ability, his instinct, his shooting ability, like everything combined, it, you just can't you can't replicate it. No, like and you, I, you, you I don't can, think you can. I mean, you can find other guys that can can say, "Look, I'm going to become an elite shooter." Yeah, and I'm I'm going to get my passing skills better and and you know we're going to play more perimeter basketball because we've got guys like that like yeah. that's every Steph team Cur- every team has done Steph that. Curry yeah. absolutely changed basketball like that good luck finding another Nikola Jokic well that's what I'm saying yeah I'm not telling every front office to go go draft your Nikola Jokic yeah. like there, there's not enough of them I think but, that down the line he could absolutely change the way that the big man plays basketball yeah and I th- I just think like uh because it's not only his passing. I mean, again, it is just like his overall feel of when to when to go one-on-one and find a mismatch and score, when to give it up on the double team. Like, 
every big is not going to be able to play that way, like obviously. But I, I do think guys that are uh, have a really good vision and and read the floor well, and you know don't need to be like a score first player necessarily. Like I think it will impact the way you know let a lot of true centers like play the position. But um, again, you're not, to to find somebody who does it as well as he does. I, I don't think you're going to half as well. You're not going to have much luck there. But the guy, he's just sick. His his family's sick. Like they're they're awesome, dude. He <laughs> he he kind of doesn't give a shit about basketball. Like he just wants to, uh, or you know, all that comes with basketball. I should say, like the star power. He doesn't give a fuck about no. that. You tell he, he he's a, he loves the sport. He loves to play. You can tell he's a gamer. But like he's trying to fucking clock out, take a shower after the game, and go live his life and like ride behind his horses. Uh, and that which is hilarious to watch, it's by the way. Awesome because he's he does. That weird European horse racing where you don't ride the horse, you're in that tiny chariot, <laughs> like right, like three feet behind the horse, and uh, he's so goddamn big, it just looks so <laughs> absurd him riding in that thing. But that's his passion, damn it. And basketball is just his day job. But uh, yeah, I mean, he's just the most unlikely of superstars, you know. Like, and especially in our lifetime, there's been so much like Euro dissent and hate, and like front offices, like would fall in love with drafting Europe, especially after Dirk, you know, it worked out for the Mavericks. They're like, we got to find our next guy. And there's been so many swings and misses. Uh, and, you know, European bigs, like you hear like, oh, these guys are soft or whatever. I think, you know, they've proven that to be false. And like, he's just kind of like a, a microcosm of that. Or it's like, Sky is like, Probably the least athletic person. Not only is he not athletic, <laughs> he might be the least athletic person on either roster, and he's still the best basketball player somehow. It's, it's fucking crazy. And we've talked about it. He's still probably the best basketball player in the league right now. Yeah. Which is fucking nuts. Yeah, also still in his late 20s. Uh, but, yeah, that'll be, that'll be it for me. Um, that was a fun little exercise. Yeah, Absolutely. All right, let's get into some news topics. Um, we probably got time for one or two. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about the Lizzo lawsuit because I've never – got to be careful with this. I've never really liked, it out, dude. I've never really liked Lizzo very mm-hmm. much, and I, I couldn't actually put a finger on why. It has nothing to do with her weight. Um, she's always kind of annoyed me a little bit. She's, she's got some songs that are fun to listen to. Don't get me wrong. I think it's the whole, it's the whole bandwagoning of, like, we need to be so supportive of bigger women and all that kind of stuff. And like, I absolutely agree. Like, you, you shouldn't be a dick to somebody for their weight. Um, that's that's just fucked up. Like, that's just being a decent human. Don't do that. Sure. But it's just like, how she's become this embodiment, uh, no pun intended, of. Like we have to, we have to support her and ride or die so damn hard. And like, anytime anyone says something bad about Lizzo, like we need to yes. attack them and cancel them. She is an unassailable force, bro. the The time she went to the Lakers game, I think it was a Lakers game, and she she was wearing a like a big ass T shirt, yeah, with the ass cut of cut out of it, yeah, and yeah. like she's just exposing her bare ass. And like shaking her ass on the big, like the 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 jumbotron and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff, and like people came out and they were like, w- "Why is that acceptable?" And they were like, "Don't you fucking talk about Lizzo like that!" Like Lizzo, she 
maybe she's not as, as fit and in shape as some of the women that you love, but like we support her. Fuck off. Yeah, like, dude, if she fuck off, I don't she, care yeah. who does that. That's like, what are you doing? If she was just some random lady, you'd be like, put your fucking ass away. Lady, what dude, are you doing here? Na- name like Margot Robbie shows up courtside with her ass cut out of a t-shirt and a, and a, a thong showing and she starts twerking. You'd be like, what the fuck get, is she doing? Get that skank off the court. <laughs> get that, that fucking dirty. I, whore so out I of think, here. I think it's been that, that kind of like annoys me. Um, yeah, I think we j- talked about that. Uh, the late, the courtside incident. Cause, uh, her ass looked like a, a thrift store leather couch poking <laughs> through the fucking cracks of that thing. Um, yeah, it's and now reading what has transpired, what in this yesterday, these last two days. Yeah, I want um, say. Yeah, pretty damning evidence that she is like maybe not maybe the queen we all thought she was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, seems to be a bit of a dickhead. As three of her uh, former dancers, uh, crew members, back backup dancers, um, have filed a lawsuit um, accusing her of sexual harassment and creating a hostile work environment. Uh, they also alleged she pressured one of them to touch a nude performer in an Amsterdam club and subjected the group to, quote, an excruciating audition after leveling false ac- accusations that they were drunk on the job. Um, so, yeah, not the best to her crew, it sounds like. And uh, it's it's going to come back to bite her in court so, now, it seems. So, to, to be fair here, it's not just her that's implicated here. It's also her... Her pr- management. Pr- her production yeah. company and... Um, and I guess like who is this quick Quigley um, Shirling Quigley mm-hmm. uh, the dance captain um, which that woman is something else I, I don't know if you read this whole thing but like that that woman's out of her fucking mind yeah um, so it's not it's not just Lizzo but Lizzo plays a very major part in a lot of this there's bullying big part um, you can say big part it's okay <laughs> big part plays a huge part in she, yeah uh, and they, obese part in yeah. it, but um, go on. Yeah, dude, it just sounds like she was uh, like all of these things that her and her fans preach about, about you know empowering women and you know being comfortable in your own skin and all this kind of stuff. Like it, it seems like it was more at least based on the accusations we have here. Things have to play out. We've got to see what comes out from her side, that sort of thing. You know, mm-hmm. this could be a cash grab. We don't know. But based on the information that we have here, it sounds like she's pretty fucking terrible to work for. It sounds like she belittles people that work for her. Uh, she forces them to do things that they don't want to do. And not only that, she's tried to physically intimidate people. And maybe the craziest part of it, she weight shames them. <laughs> yeah. Dude, can you imagine Lizzo backing you into a corner and being like, listen here, you goddamn slob, you fat fucking flabby pig. <laughs> You better fucking tighten it up, or you're not going on tour. I'm the fatty on stage. There will be no tour for you, Tubby, if you don't fucking <laughs> tighten it up. And you're like, what the hell is going on here? Um, yeah, you nuts. trying to be it's me? A, yeah, yeah. There's no fucking. The stage ain't big enough for two of us. That <laughs> dude, but no, we can say it now that she's been outed too. That clip of her breaking the the screen, breaking the floor on that stage. Have you seen that? I have not. Oh my God. That, I will immediately go home and watch that. There's, it's, uh, the stage she's on has like panels, you know, like light up, the floors like light up panels. They're flashing. Mm-hmm. 
she like jumps or moves too forcefully on one, and it looks like when a home run hits the scoreboard, there's just like a black <laughs> a black patch just goes out. She just shattered the fucking thing, dude. Just broke it. Um, but yeah, it sounds like she was not a fan of her her dancers, like you know, getting a little pudgy, allegedly. Um, and it said, although you know, she was known for her body positivity, um, she was very critical of her dancers weight gain. So that is just an incredible detail in this, in this lawsuit coming out. Um, but yeah, dude, that's a tough blow to her reputation. Cause like you said, I mean, fan, you know, she had a very sweeping fan base that was very, you know, like quick to shut down any sort of hate yeah. that came her way. Dude. I remember talking to, uh, somebody that we know who will go unnamed. Um, after that ordeal happened courtside, and I was like, I just remember making the comment. I was like, nobody wants to see that. And this person goes, you don't want to see Lizzo's ass? And I was like, fucking no. no. Like, why are we pretending like we want to see that? <laughs> yeah. and, and I made the same point. I was like, look, I don't care who you put in that situation. It's like, it's just fucking weird. It's inappropriate. Yeah. Like, it just is. <laughs> yeah, dude, not every beloved person i don't want to see bernie sanders nude <laughs> just like i don't want, like despite your accomplishments and like acclaim like i don't i don't want to see you naked that, that, that that's not a direct correlation like your success and my attractiveness to you is like i'm not all right i'm not going to pretend to be attracted to to obese people sure when i'm not and like that's not that doesn't mean that i'm a bad person it, like it doesn't mean that anyone that sees that and goes like put like put that away like that that doesn't make them bad people it's it's an objective like it's just an objective thing it's like you know i think that anybody out there should be comfortable in their own skin now do i think we should encourage it to the point where we have come to as a society where we go no, it's totally okay. Like, just be as big as you want to. Like, no, that's actually, like, health-wise, detrimental as fuck. Yeah, definitely. It's definitely better for your mental health. Like, I, and I don't think that anybody should struggle with mental health because they're a certain size. I, I, you know, people that bully for things like that, like, they're, they're shitty fucking people. And they should be told as much. But to objectively say, like, that's not healthy, what, why are why are we being attacked for that? Yeah, dude. No, you know? I don't want to see her her weird lumpy couch cushion ass. Like I I just don't want to see. I'd rather not see it. That's all. It's like I don't think I I don't think she should be fucking like taken off the radio or or like punished. I just don't want to see your your bare ass. You know, nothing wrong with that. But all that said, because all of these people have been so ride or die, and like to a ridiculous extent, I can't help but feel some sort of pleasure hearing, looking, at, looking at her ass no no definitely not that but but hearing that you know maybe this house of cards is crashing down now yeah so, no it is uh, but again we're gonna have to give it time we're gonna have to see how things play out yeah, yeah and you know what if it comes out that this was just a big cash grab then my apologies like it's actually like seriously my is apologies it? like we we jumped on it too quick yeah 100 percent um i that's, take back that's what sh- i said about the floor that you, she broke <laughs> <laughs> like that that's shitty um i still don't want to see her ass though no 100 percent. it is um 
Isn't it always funny and like in retrospect how it all makes sense? Like when somebody gets outed for being a either like a fucking perv or like just a dickhead or something like Ellen, like when Ellen DeGeneres <laughs> got outed, it was and and like for years we were just like, oh yeah, she's the most beloved, nicest person on earth. And you're like, why? Like, well, she's a lesbian, and she hosts a show. It's like, all right, yeah, we all just accepted that. And then it's like, no, she's actually a fucking horror to work with. Like, she is one of the worst in Hollywood as far as treating people. And then, and now you watch, and you're like, look at that fucking phony dance on stage. Look at her. <laughs> it, like, it always makes sense once you know after the fact. Then you look at Lizzo and be like, look at this fucking hypocritical damn just piece of shit. Like, just, <laughs> just promoting her own obese body yet making like <laughs> making fun of her the people who work for her <laughs> it's so wild again allegedly assuming this right. is true but uh yeah it's so funny how we just totally flip what we th- our own assumptions that we just took as fact we're like oh yeah i was actually i was very wrong about this person i, c- I should have known the whole time and we very well could do that again Oh yeah, i don't know now. we'll see how it plays out but uh it was definitely newsworthy because uh, it really is counter to everything that we've been told. Um, all right. I, you know, I think as far as news segments go, um, that's pretty much all we can get to. We, there's definitely one in here that I want to get to next is it week. The, the manatee one, the manatee one. Yeah. We'll, we'll leave it at that. We're, we're going to talk about manatees next week. We have to talk about that. One. We, yeah, it's, it's a showstopper, but, uh, let's get into our favorite segment of every week. Our favorite subreddit. Today I fucked up, and I disagree with this one. I don't think this was a fuck up, but I like contentious. We've had a had a bunch of obvious ones lately, so mm-hmm. I like one that we can maybe debate. So uh, today I fucked up by punishing the sandwich thief with super spicy Carolina Reaper sauce. Um, so let's get into it. In a shared hangar with several workshops, my friends and I rented a small place for our knife-making enterprise. A lot of workplace fuck-ups. A hangar where they're making knives. Okay. That, that, that didn't even set in for me. A knife hangar? What the <laughs> fuck kind of workplace is this? All right. Uh, anyway, for a year, our shared kitchen and fridge functioned harmoniously with everyone respecting one another's food. However, an anonymous individual began stealing my sandwiches, consuming half of each one, leaving bite marks as if to taunt me. Initially, I assumed it was a one-off incident, but when it occurred again, I was determined to act. I prepared sandwiches with an extremely spicy Carolina Reaper sauce, um, leaving a note warning about the consequences of stealing someone else's food and went out for lunch. Upon my return, chaos reigned. The atmosphere was one of panic, and a woman's scream cut through the commotion accompanied by a child's cry. The culprit turned out to be our cleaner's nine-year-old son, who she had had been bringing to work during his school's disinfection week. He had made a habit of pilfering from the fridge, bypassing the healthy lunches his mother had prepared in favor of my sandwiches. The child was in distress, suffering from the intense spiciness of the sauce. In my defense, I explained that the sandwiches were mine and I'd spiked them with hot sauce. The cleaner, initially relieved by my explanation, suddenly became furious, accusing me of trying to harm her child. This resulted in an escalated situation, with the cleaner reporting the incident to our landlord and threatening police intervention. 
The incident uh, strained relations with the other workshops, siding with the cleaner due to her status as a mother. Consequently, our landlord has given us a month to relocate, adding to our financial struggles. My friends, too, are upset with me. I maintain my innocence, arguing that I had no idea a child was the food thief, and I would never intentionally harm a child. Nevertheless, it seems I am held responsible, accused of creating a huge problem from a seemingly trivial situation. The child is okay. No harm to the health was uh, inflicted. It, was, it still was just an edible sauce, just very spicy. Um, there was a follow-up, though, where... Uh, they, they did follow up after the fact and, and said um, their landlord was bluffing, like he just kind of took her side in the moment because it seemed necessary. So they're not actually going to lose their their place in their hangar. Well, that's good. Um, the hangar space goes pretty high nowadays. It does. Um, but yeah, I don't think that was, this was a fuck-up at all, especially given the last, the, the last part, that, that it's not going to cause any financial concerns. Well, somebody fucked up. Uh, I'll tell you who it was. The fucking inattentive parent that's the cleaning lady just letting her kid fucking run amok just eating sandwiches out of a fridge. Before they revealed that this was a child, was the culprit, I was just thinking about what a fucking wild boy you have to be to like, <laughs> eat somebody's food out of the workplace fridge. Like, Well, unfortunately, this is an epidemic, but to do it the way in which it happened, where you take a bite out of <laughs> and then each, put it back. each half of the sandwich and <laughs> yeah. put it back, dude. That's crazy behavior. Like, if that's a, an adult who holds a nine-to-five, like, investigate and then incarcerate them, like, right away. <laughs> but even uh, just leap stealing it without a trace, you know, just taking somebody's food, sneakily eating it, uh, and then, you know, like, acting like it was never there or whatever, uh it's fucking crazy. Like, you, yeah. you risk getting seen, taking it out or microwaving it or whatever, eating it wherever, like, assuming you don't, like, go hide in your car. Um, if you eat people's food, like, you, I almost, it's so out of bounds, I almost applaud it. I almost respect it. It's so <laughs> fucking crazy. So, unrelated but somewhat related, uh, my first job out of college, we had... Uh, Worked for a corporate company. We had a, a cafeteria down on the bottom floor, and a lot of times we would go down and get breakfast burritos and whatnot. And, uh, you know, they had, like, a full breakfast spread that you could go yeah. get food. It was awesome. Mm -hmm. um, and there was a guy that started there, like, I think two waves after me. We, had, we were hired in waves. Um, we just stopped seeing this guy. Like, he just stopped showing up for work. We are like, what the hell? Come to find out. He got fired because he was stealing breakfast burritos from, he just from the never cafeteria. Paid for one. He was just like pocketing them and taking them away, and they had him on camera. That's awesome, like, dude. You 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 work for a Fortune 500 company, like just uh, got, buy the burritos. He got over a combined like thirty five dollars worth of burritos. Yeah, if that. What the fuck are you <laughs> doing? Wonder how long he you know made a run at it before they they finally. Oh, what, not, a, what an awkward conversation. Not very fucking long. He was not there very long. Oh, so he this, never made it out of training. So he, he didn't become, he didn't, you know, pay for it for a while and then start sneaking them. Like, he immediately just never paid for anything. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. You imagine the <laughs> conversation you had to have. Like, it's not like he built any rapport. Like, you know, 
it's not like he was seen paying a few times and then started sneaking it. Like, he just was like, you know what? No. Like, I'm here all day. Like, they can afford for me to pocket a couple burritos. And then, like, to get called out and fired for that had to be. I mean, assuming this guy's got some level of, like, shame, you know, or, or self. It's got to be demoralized. Self-criticism. Like, I mean, yeah, that is so embarrassing. Not all, You're just not, you're not getting fired for But under, not, but not only that, like, every employee that, that worked there somehow found out. Yeah. Like, it just became common knowledge. Oh, he no longer works here because he was stealing breakfast burritos. That is, that is so fucking funny. That's a hilarious conversation as a manager to have to have have to fire your subordinate for pocketing breakfast burritos. <laughs> um, but but back to the back to the topic here. I you know again this is brazen, and you don't know who's doing it. I don't care who's doing it. He, like if he again and he this person I, I say he he or she has no idea who's doing it. They did the logical thing. Dude, it, it warranted retaliation. Like, what else are sure. you going to do? Yeah. Just, like, sit by and, like, watch people go into the refrigerator? Now you're talking about taking time out of your job to, to try to catch a sandwich culprit. Like, just, no, just yeah, fucking the hanger, borderline por- poison them. Yeah, the hangar polices itself. And But you didn't poison them. You just gave them something really, really spicy. Yeah, something to make them think twice. And we've talked about a guy who inflicted some temporary pain on children via via spice via capsaicin yeah uh and those children turned out okay after a little like puking and pooping on the kitchen floor um so yeah i mean i think for sure you because you all you there's no way you assume it might be a kid no you're just like in the you know in a workplace yeah it never like, crosses your in a, mind. In a, in a knife hanger of all... I didn't even think children were allowed there. I, I just learned what they I were. I didn't even know they existed. Yeah, I just learned dude. what they were, but I thought for sure children shouldn't be there. And uh, you definitely don't think, you know, a kid's roaming around, like, taking a bite out of your food. So, yeah, you got to do what you got to do. And I'm sure you felt, like, a little guilty upon realizing it was a child, but you're still... You shouldn't be punished for this. Another aside here, um, what the fuck is a sanitation week? We never got that in school. A, dude, where do these people live? There's <laughs> hangers where knives are manufactured, and and schools get shut down for, for weeks week. at a time to spray Roundup and Germax around the place. What what are we doing? Um, but yeah, no wonder the kids. I, I fucking, think I think the most shocking part of this, it's not the mother getting upset because, it, I mean, it's not rare for a mother to take her kid's side. Yeah. But the other people that work in their fucking hangar, I, I, I can't get past the hangar part. It's, like, it's a tough hurdle to, to, to we're making, get across. We're, we're housing airplanes and making knives and God knows what else. But for people to take that side and say, no, that was super fucked up of you. And this guy's coworkers, like this, like logic needs to come into play here. Once you once you come forward and say I had no idea what it was a ki- it was a kid like end of end of end of discussion like it's it just, is yeah it is funny that they were just trying to get back at this perceived thief and then like it turned in a kid starts crying and all you know your, what my reaction a, would a be a crowd of people formed behind the angry mother and they're like yeah yeah <laughs> like, yeah fuck you you know what my reaction would have been um, I might have poisoned them. Like, uh, good on you. That's yeah, all you did. I could have been anthrax on that sandwich. <laughs> I got lucky, dude. I would have put hand sanitizer or something in it. Like, I, 
No telling. Get that kid real fucked up. Just put some eye drops in there. <laughs> uh, that, yeah, I mean, I would have been like, all right, look, I'm sorry that your kid is going to have a tough couple hours, but keep a fucking eye on your sticky fingers, child. Like, why are you letting them roam around? Like, why are you... I get if you have to bring them to work, whatever, child care is tough, but, like, you can't let your kid just fucking run willy-nilly taking bites out of sandwiches and stuff. Like, that is ultimately <laughs> your fault if your child's eating other people's food. Yeah, so I'm, I'm glad to hear there are no actual repercussions from this because... No, that would have sucked. I don't think this was a fuck-up. I think that this was actually a much more mild reaction than a lot of people what I had to the given situation. That would be, yeah, if you got your lunch eaten for like a week out of a week straight, your lunch got sabotaged and you got kicked out of your place for just like trying to mitigate that. Um, yeah, you got to get out of this, you gotta, you, this weird, you should, you should be in a different hangar. Yeah. Get out of this place. weird fucked up hangar town that you're in now <laughs> and, and find a workplace with no kids. Um, yeah, totally not a fuck up on the uh, the author's part here. I think this is this is on the cleaning lady for not watching her child closely enough, and on the child, and on the yeah, and on the and the overly curious child who's just taking bites out of food. Nine years old is like a little old for that type of shit. That is, yeah. I mean, that's that's pretty old. That kid probably definitely has like a cell phone <laughs> and, and social media, and still stealing people's foods. So yeah, we got we got a greater issue at hand here. Absolutely. So yeah, that my lesson for this week: keep an eye on your fucking kids, and and if you don't, and something happens to them, that's not on anybody but you, unless something criminal happens, and that's on the criminal. That's partially on you, but mostly. Yeah, 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 exactly. So uh, I think that wraps up this episode of the Break Room Boys. Appreciate you guys tuning in. We will talk to y'all next week.